Hello everyone, my name is Angelica Waters and I just wanted to take the time to reintroduce myself and explain the reason and purpose behind my podcast, Heal. This podcast will be dedicated to that person that is ready to accept their hurt, their pain, their illness, or mental health issue and turn that process of exception into a healing triumph. As a young black woman living in a world with so much pressure, I dealt with trauma that hindered my growth process until I came into the power of acceptance. And I call that my starting point to heal. Once I embarked in my journey of healing, I was able to reconnect with my true self, now stronger and wiser. I am ready to share my journey and allow others to share their healing journey by allowing my podcast to be a safe place. Healing is a journey and you shouldn't have to heal alone. If you are ready to take your life back, this podcast is just for you. Now let's heal. Assalamu alaikum family, peace, healing, and light, and welcome back to another episode of Healing with Angelica's podcast, where we discuss all things healing. And if you are new to the show, welcome, beautiful souls. On today's episode, I have a beautiful guest joining me today, my brother, Michael X, as we will be discussing today's type topic, hard trials are necessary. Brother Michael, welcome, and thank you so much for joining me today. How are you? Doing just fine. Thank you, sis. <laughs> yes, yes. Praise be to a lot. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, now, before we get started on today's topic, do you mind letting our audience know just a little bit more about you? Sure. Yeah, uh, yeah my name is uh, Mikhail X, and uh, I uh, joined the Nation of Islam back in uh, 2000. But uh, I was kind of like introduced into the teachings before that, like. Probably uh, 1995, where I call like pretty much like my step step brothers that uh you know I've known since like 77. So and pretty much the first thing that attracted that big decision I made, even though I, we hadn't joined the nation, was like 1996. I was gonna join the navy. So and they pretty much overnight, you know. Uh, give me that talk and you know explain to me that you know the black like the navy and the forces and stuff was no place for the black man American you know forces and stuff so I was just and I just kind of been on that journey since then so just put it like that (laughs) (laughs) oh wow yes sir yes sir praise be to Allah I thank you for that brother now let's get started on today's topic Hard trials are necessary. A healing journey from foster care 
a low self-esteem and loss of loved one and please for my audience today don't let me be the only one asking questions <laughs> if you guys have any questions for my guest today please feel free to put any questions you may have for my guests in the comment box below so today's topic is so important because in the nation of Islam, we are taught that hard trials are necessary to establish truth. And that is the reason why tests through hard trials are issued to those who say, I believe because Allah wants to enhance our quality and faith. And that brings me to my first question for you, brother Michael. Michael. I keep saying, I want to say Michael. Okay. <laughs> Michael. I want to start off about, um, start talking about your journey um, with foster, foster care. Um, from the beginning, tell us your journey of being in foster care mm -hmm. and how it affected you growing up. Mm -hmm. So the first thing is like, you know, I was living with my mother who was a single mother at that time. And for the first five years, it was just me. And then right after that, I had a younger brother that came. So yeah, when I was five, so I'm five years older than him. And then when I hit like six, pretty much I, you know, I used to run away a lot. So, and I wouldn't really like, just like run away from ever, but just at least I would just like do my own thing and went, might not come back for the weekend or something. And they, whatever, I would stay up to friend's house and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. I, I remember I, I was around, yeah, I was like six. So I remember my mother was like, you know, you do that again, I ain't letting you back in here. Mm -hmm. so, I, that's what happened with that so I did it again and I, I just have this little vision or kind of like memory of I remember because it was like townhouses and apartments and uh, you know low income and I just remember I remember upstairs she's like I ain't let you in so and I just kind of was wandering like this was in my hometown Seattle I was kind of wandering around and you know asking people i think like if they got some money or i need something to eat so this guy took me to this chinese restaurant in chinatown again in my hometown seattle and then you know i which i didn't know he had called the police so the police you know police came and uh you know i got some just kind of just explaining short memory and then i went to this receiving home when they keep you for a month and then go to the foster family so i was there it was like a spanish family so and i don't know if because they because i look spanish or what but that they said <laughs> but uh um so then i went to you know a month later they kind of gave it like a little house interview you know where i got to meet the, the foster family and it was a caucasian family and, but they had um, two um, younger, just about my, around my age, I was six. So there was like, they had two um, black, uh, you know, little boy and a, and a girl. And they were, they were real brothers and sisters. So, you know, that was, I was about six. So I, we did this little interview and I just pretty much stayed. I just stayed, I ended up going to live with them. And I, I stayed with them from when I was six to like 17. So, and then that, that's when I went on my own. But they ended up adopting me when I was 15. Mm. So, but you know, in, in between there, I'm going on visits with my mother. And you know, at six years old, I'm not knowing what's going on. I just know it was like, I, I felt I was doomed. I couldn't go back to my mother. And it was hard. To the visitations you know you go i go with my mother and then i gotta go back with them yeah. a lot of a lot of times i cry up at night you know i wanted to go i wanted to go back and live with my mom mm -hmm. and I, we were we went through the court system when i'm like six and really unsurety so but they ended up getting guardianship of me when i was 
in the second grade. Mm. So I, I felt, I was like, I, at that point, I felt I'm never going back to her. So that mm. hurt, you know? And then, you know, just the, the, the trials and trials that came with that. You know, my younger brothers are little. They not knowing what's going on. You know, I think all three of us kind of had behavior problems because of that. You know, that experience, you know. They would see they would see their older brother, but he can't stay here. Yeah. And I know I had behavior problems in school, you know, because of that. So that kind of affected me. Um, that definitely affected, I would say, a, you know, a low self-esteem, put it like that. You mm-hmm. know, because like I shared years later that I heard the minister Farrakhan say that your mother is your guy at a point in your life until you real pretty much summon it up until you realize who God is. Mm. You know, she's she's given to you as your God. You know, you you you're dependent on her. You mm. know what I mean? So she provides for you all that. You know, you, so I I just look at it as as I explained it, I was took from my God at six. Yeah. So you know that affected me. Let me just put it like that. Ooh. Mm-mm-mm. So with you being back and forth so you were so you're saying that um you were back and forth with your biological mom and then with your foster visitations visitations with her right visitations so Mm -hmm. first it was every week every saturday and there was even stipulations with that if she was late then we would lose a couple hours the next week of the time but it was like eight hours like eight to four thirty and but later on it got changed and once every two weeks i heard because you know my i think my according to my birth mother that was something that my adoptive mother wanted to change because like they like to go on vacations and take us for the summers you know throughout the time and stuff like that so they you know they changed it to every two weeks i guess mm-hmm. so but uh, yeah, that that's what I mean, like back and forth, just like on visitations. You know, that that was hard. You know yeah. What I mean? So, oh. did you um, did you ever get a chance to um, like speak to your biological mom about why um, I want to say she put you in that that space? She didn't put me in that space. Mm-hmm. I got took. So now, to be honest with you, I never knew the the uh, the exact reasons why the state took me. So now I do know, you know, that for instance, that that was a sign. You know, she shouldn't have done that. You know. Uh, saying that you can't come you know i can't let you back in there you know what i'm saying mm. there's ways that that should have been handled um and i know you know but i'll be honest with you i don't really see you know i think back then old school did some things that now would be considered you know what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> you know uh uh uh, uh neglect and stuff like that <laughs> yes so, you know but I mean what you, you just had to be you just shouldn't have been done like I you know I'd be left home by myself at five you know what I'm saying sometimes so um but particulars I can't sit but I I can't say why I wasn't able I, I, something was worked out to where I couldn't go back mm. you know so but I would just have to come to the conclusion. I just have to look at it. I've been taught to look at it. That's where, that's the things we can't explain. That's where Allah had a plan. Yes. So I, that's that's what that's where I've grown into to accept. Mm-hmm. You know, but but the particulars, because truthfully, my younger brothers, they were took, but they were able to go back later on. But I wasn't. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know if they, it's because my, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you. I can only have speculations, but that's where, like I said, that's where I believe it was meant for me to go. Yeah. 
Okay, yeah, praise be to Allah. And what part of that um, journey growing up were you introduced to the nation of Islam? It was when I got about 19. And so my mother, she was dating my younger brother's father. So before they were born, you know, I I, I met um, who was, was my younger brother's father's older sons before our younger brothers were born. So I kind of say they're like my stepbrothers. That's mm. the best way I can describe them. We, we were connected because we shared the same brothers. But my mo- but they knew me before those younger brothers were actually born. And I'm not blood to them. Mm. So I just say stepbrothers is the best way to describe them. But that's when I was... Um, we got kind of reconnected because they didn't live far from where I was living with my foster family. And so... And then started hanging out when I was like 19. One of them's five years older than me, and the other one's like nine years older than me. And that's when it it kind of kicked in was that Navy one where I said I was going to join the Navy. So they just started, I don't want to say bashing it, but <laughs> they started, you know, convincing me with that. And I listened to it. And then I just kind of, you know, listened to the teachings ever since then from that. And their examples. Let me put it like that. Yeah. So were they were they in a were they in a nation or they just was listening I, to the minister at the time? It was listening to him from public access more mm. than heavily. You know, like somebody would watch sports. That's how deep they was into it. Oh off wow! Of, off of public access. So I would say they're strong sympathizers. Put it like that. You know. Mm, wow so beautiful praise be to Allah now in what period in your life did you experience that low self esteem starting around that time mm-hmm. you know it was kind of the yin and the yang you know um, I had what I call signs of self esteem but a lot of times we cover it and we replace it with falsehood yeah so because we don't have i mean we don't have good esteem so for once mine would have to say you know what a lot of us in this you know is the the, the vanity you know the, the the what i call the the um white beauty standards so you know that was pumped into me you know you got pretty eyes hair you know back when I had it <laughs> uh you know the hair wavy I just look you know and so that I would always get compliments on that mm. and but of course I ate it up because I didn't feel I had nothing else yeah you know I got this memory when I'm like five years old no about eight years old I got this memory where uh I was with my adopted family the, the, the ones I mentioned that were black they had real brothers and sisters that lived with another foster family. And um, I remember she was, I don't know, she might've been a teenager. No, she might've been maybe 18 or something, but she was over there. And I remember a sister and she was giving me a compliment. She says, you're cute, but don't let it get to your head. Mm. So (laughs) I let it get, you know, that was like at six. But I, or I was like eight at that time, but I let it get to my head, to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, until I matured out of that. But, um, just really finding myself, put it like that, you know, I didn't think I had any good qualities. And it took it up into manhood, I call it really recently, to mm-hmm. see more of my qualities but that was that's going through as the titles hard trials are necessary mm-hmm. you know up until recently where I'm starting to you know this is what I heard the minister say that that a law does not waste the worker of a worker mm-hmm. does not waste the work of a worker mm-hmm. like that so you know and just working in Islam 
you know, but I'm not seeing my qualities, you know, uh, um, whether it's being successful, what how to eat to live, whether it's being successful on, you know, uh, uh, going out in the community with the final call newspaper and such, you know, uh, both of those, I got a record of 25 years into that. So this year is 25 years of, 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 you know, being out in the community with the final call newspaper and such. And then last year was, brothers, I mentioned all of us 25 years in successfully practicing how to eat to live. Mm. And, and so those two were absolutely instrumental in uh, uh, giving me confidence. Let me put it like that. But I didn't see it up until this last year of heavy trials. Mm. So, well, the eat to live, yes. But um, on a mass scale, I'm starting, I'm like, wait a minute, man, you know, I've been holding on, going through these hard times, you know, even being out in the community, we get beat up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, so, and, and, and I'm sure for the sister side is, you know, yours, you, especially you, you know, dressing like an MGT, that you can't hide. Mm-hmm. And so, in a sense, I was out in the community consistently for almost nearly 20 years, uh, probably 50, 60 hours a week. So mm. that to me is equivalent to say like MGT. You can't hide that. They know that I was Muslim out there. Yes. There is no hiding and putting up your jacket. You feel me? Yes. So, and then that means from being consistent so much of that, anywhere I'm at, they're recognizing me. Mm. So there was no hiding of that. So that's consistently. And and you might have people looking at you funny, treating you funny, uh, uh, rejecting the truth funny, you know, uh, uh, you know, and, and just as uh, uh, members of the nation of Islam were unique, put it yes. like. And when I say unique, we're unique in uh, uh trials and tribulations we may go to because sometimes we're not liked because of our, of, of us being uh, uh, followers of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad through the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and there's trials that come with that so uh, um, you could say it's almost like I know I carry the level of anxiety constantly but guess what I toughed it out though. So that is what I call the yin and the yang. You might have that constant anxiety because my low self-esteem, when I first got out there with the Final Call newspaper, I stuttered. So that was a, a height of anxiety. And it's like I was scared to speak because mm -hmm. I knew the stuttering would come out. I would have to break that. And, and not practicing that, you know, on a constant level so I would stutter a lot in the beginning let me put it like that and, mm. and then I would be nervous you know I know that people don't like us out there I know they, they want to debate I know they want to uh, talk ill of you you mm -hmm. know in all walks of life but guess what what I learned is Allah does not leave you comfortless because yes. once it, it, it's like it's almost natural where I'm, I, I see it all the time. You might have, just say throughout your day, you might have somebody that just really talks to you badly. But guess what? Let there be a few minutes later, then you get that comfort that Allah sends you. Then you got somebody that's, so that comes with the teachings. You being out there, you might have people that are uh, uh, certain aspects and all walks of life, they don't want nothing to do with you. They talking ill of you. They talk, they don't like the teachings. They don't like the minister. But guess what? Five minutes later, it, it's almost like clockwork. Here comes the sympathizer. Here comes the one that loves the, uh, the minister. Here comes the one that loves the teachings, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. And guess what? You just, you, you get a reward from that just walking into that. Yes. So you said you take one step towards Allah. He takes two towards you. Yes. So, but, but uh, you know, just going out there, but I'm, I'm, I, you know, I'm still not all the way comfortable going out there. <laughs> but, but uh, um, I'm, you know, I'm, that's just me. I, mm -hmm. I, that, that, it, it takes a while, you know what I'm saying? So uh, uh, some of the, 
some of the illnesses or the sicknesses take a while. They don't they don't uh, do immediately. But guess what, though? At the same time, I believe Allah used that because he know I was scared to go out there. He know I had anxiety. But you just breaking, going out there and waking up the day and going out there, putting the suit on, putting the, uh, the hairpiece on, knowing that this ain't supposed to be easy. Yes. That's what exercises you. So uh, I'm thankful for the anxiety. I still got it today. But mm -hmm. I go out there. I yes. tough it out. So that's the exercise that I look at. You feel me? I'm, it ain't supposed to be easy. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Allah don't want those one. I'm, to me, that's what I look at. Everybody can look at it differently. But I'm looking at Allah's testing you. Do you want to be out there? Do Ooh. you want to be in this? Yes. Because you can study all through the uh, the problems that all the uh, the people that had some aspect, whether they are prophet of a, of, of a God or whether they just was in in that religion, it wasn't easy. Is look at the, the pillars of Islam; those aren't easy. Fasting ain't easy. Uh, uh, you know, our going past our uh, what they say our nigger list to do the prayer. You know, we got you know that ain't easy. Paying charity ain't easy for black people to give up some money so you don't know where it's gonna go to. Yeah. That's not easy. Yes. So, uh, um, yes, yes, yes. You know what I'm saying? This ain't mm -hmm. for any of us. Any yes. You know, any aspect of Islam. And especially, like I said, I had anxiety. Now everybody's knowing me in the community. I go back there, it's like a superstar from all races, all nationalities. I'm hearing about pastors talking about, oh, them brothers out there, he's giving his sermons, talking mm -hmm. about, we need Christians like those Muslim brothers out there or on the corner. Yes. So everybody's knowing us. Whew. Praise so, be to Allah. Praise but, be to Allah. Yes, yes, yes. So, so and, and, <laughs> and my, uh, my stepbrother said in the beginning, when we first started being consistent out there, he said, he said a prayer. I pray for you so Islam is known in our city. Mm -hmm. Well, it's bigger than the city now. It, it, Allah, you know, that's all Allah's waiting for us is just to ask him for something. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's bigger than the city, believe me. Whew. But, but, but it's, but it's, um, like I said, in our community, oh, it's like, man, it's, you know, like, I, you know, I can't, like, I have to put on a disguise, you know, to be honest with you, you know, oh, I'm gonna say it, all races, all of them. And, you know, Seattle's the melting pot of diversity. All races is recognizing that. But that's what I learned to know. First of all, it was like, it was the stage of, of low self-esteem. I didn't know what I'm doing. I didn't know, you know, people after the first two years of being consistent in all weather, you know, they're mesmerized, the people are. You know, I remember my brother was somewhere because I was out there the most. They admit that. I was out there the most. Um, but they, my brother was like, somebody just, I I, I can tell they thought it was, I, I, I thought he, th he said, uh, after the first two years being consistent on the block, he said, I can tell that he thought uh, that I was you. And he, mm. the quote, this is what he said. He said, she stood up and, and came to greet me like I was Jesus. Mm. Oh, that's the, but guess what? That wasn't me. I wasn't saying nothing out there, especially back then. That wasn't me. That's the uh, the teachings. The uh, That's go, just stepping into any aspect, holding a paper. I didn't say nothing. So I know it wasn't me. That's the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. And for those that, that uh, Mr. Farrakhan still holding it down on his shoulders and those that died for this, I knew it wasn't me. Ooh. Praise but be to Allah, Brother Michael. Praise be to Allah. Ooh, that's, that's, ooh, that was a lot. Thank you for that so much. I, I love it. I love it. And if you are, are enjoying this episode just as well as I am, please, please, please show your support by donating today to Healing with Angelica to help sustain future episodes just like this. Also, 
if you all are enjoying all of the episodes on Closing the Gap Broadcast Network, please, please, please show your support today by donating. I will also be showing information to donate on the screen below. I love you all. Now let's get back to today's episode. Hard trials are necessary with brother Michael. 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 Ha, I keep saying it wrong. Michael. Michael. I want to say Mike. I keep saying Michael. You know what? You know what's funny? Everybody pronounces it differently. I know it's black people. We we pronounce them. I, I get called Michael from black people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna work on it. I'm gonna work on it. <laughs> so my next question for you is, um, give me a moment. <laughs> How has and seem like to me we 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 kind of um got got through that. Now I want to talk about um because you you spoke to me about um the loss of um your mother. Um, how did you cope with the loss of your mother? Man, barely holding on. Let me put it like that. You talking about this? This happened. Um, it was unexpected. Um, and it was at the height of well, right in the mix of the uh, Obama recession. Already struggling. Hmm. Um, and. You know, I get that call. She's in Sacramento. I'm in Seattle where, you know, she's hooked up to the machines and stuff. So, you know, that hit me. Barely got down there. Um, And so, you know, had to make that decision on pulling the plug and come back dealing with that emotionally, dealing with the recession. You know, you know, really didn't, wasn't making nothing to be able to pay the rent. Let me just put it like that. So, and then got to try to get her buried. You talking about this is back, there was no go, GoFundMe. Mm-hmm. No, nobody got money. Everybody's in a surety. A couple people I'm asking for help, you know, which I understand. Everybody got in surety. Nobody like, everybody's trying to hold on to their money. The little money they got. Mm-hmm. So, and I'll just be honest with you, you never got a proper barrier. You know what I'm saying? That that hurt. I still got thoughts of that. You know what I'm saying? I don't feel good. So, you know, they they just um you know what you call it. Um I'll say in that whole situation, the only thing that brought, that gave me comfort was we just happened to be having a discussion, my mother and I, and she's like, man, if I could ever get hooked up to the machines, man, don't leave me on there long. So I was comforted in that aspect of, you know, making that decision, you know. So, I, you know, she was, and they told me, you know, even if she did, she wouldn't really have all her motor skills and stuff like that. So, you know, I didn't keep her on there long and I pulled it. That was probably the only comforting thing out of, out of that whole situation, you know, but, um, and I really shut down for a while. Keep it real with you, mm-hmm. emotionally. And you know, having to deal with this, like I said, recession, and like, I, where you know, where's rent money gonna come from? You know what I'm saying? And I'm really, and then like sales dropped because nobody got no excessive money. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just really, and I'm not even saying nothing when I am out there, really. You know, just hurting. So I really shut down for a while and it really took me a couple of years to bounce back from that. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, like I said, that you know, that, that was rough. But these experiences I'm um, talking about, I, I, I realized that they've helped me up until this point. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, I'm, I just gave you a light thing. I, I used to get beat up a lot spiritually out there. You know what I'm saying? Emotionally, you know, hit the block. But I didn't hear, you know, it was like, you know, uh, uh, I go back out there. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's the thing. That's where I, I started to look at this last year. I mean, I was pretty tough. You know what I mean? And, 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 and you know, I got, there's a, I got other stories, you know, that are tied into this that just really made me realize, man, you know, all praise due to a lot, but I started looking at myself better. 
man, I have, you know, I'm, I put up with this, I put up with that, I put up with this, I put up with that. Just, you know, you know what I mean? Consi- you know, staying consistent. I got a picture. You've seen it when I gave you the two choices to pitch. It's consistency. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So uh, uh, that, that is one quality of mine. And I, but I never felt I had anything. I, the average, I always felt I'm looking on, on race level. And you know my my desire to want to be cling to my black side, which I really didn't know much about because my dad died at eight. But I would try to hold on to stuff, okay? But it would hurt me because I couldn't. What I felt, I didn't have the gifts of an average black person. I felt that had, whether it be mm-hmm. at sports, music, singing, whatever. You know what I'm saying? I I I, I was always felt left out in that area, you know. But uh. Once I started up until recently, I'm like, wait a minute, man. And here go the key thing. I, I mentioned I went to an adopted family, okay? I didn't, I, I was hurt at little because I didn't know my black father who could bring me into the identity of my blackness. Yes. And here's how bad our law works, is it would bother me. It would hurt me. Even, And I went to my adopted family who were both middle-class white, you know, I had... And, but there's my father figure. But again, it would hurt me because I, I, you know, it's like I felt I had to squeeze out the blackness in me because I didn't know. It. So, uh, but here's how bad our law is: is he, you could say that he put me into that family. Where here, now here I have a white father, even though that's not what I desired. But I had a white father to look up to that his work ethic was instilled in me because I've seen a lot of us as boys need to see a man work. I see him work. Then I go into the Nation of Islam, the blackest organization, and I all use that, my work ethic, that I learned from that white man into the blackest organization. (laughs) Now all races are mesmerized by that. If that's all I had, which I felt that, you know, I, I didn't know them basic skills, but that's how Allah, he, see, Allah got to show his power. In mm. the, that's why, he, he, you know, we're the chosen people, the worst people, or looked upon as the worst people, then beat up the most. Well, I had no gifts that I felt. Only I could work. That's the only thing I did. And I kept doing it. Yes. That's why it shined. The consistency. Then consistency with how to eat to live. All through these trials that I'm trying, the things we go through, what's the first thing we want to do? Comfort food. But I didn't do it. I stuck with it. Consistency is off the charts. Now, of course, I mean, of course we can always do better. Of course there's things I want to uh, get better on. But that's a law showing us. We got something we can look at, man, we can focus on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now, if we just apply whatever our strong gifts in that same energy into all the things will be, that's what, you know what I mean? We'd be the baddest on the planet. Yeah. And that's the minister. That's how mm-hmm. I was like, you know what I'm saying? But there's, that's like, a, that's the other thing. When I say the law don't leave us comfortless, he shows us in our own selves where the quality of life is, where we are, how, where God's exist in us, the potential. So, but again, I was always beating myself up because I can't, I felt I can't do nothing like everybody else. Man, I, there's still things I want to accomplish. When, especially when I see, I'm seeing little, little kids on here like rapping. That's something I always wanted to do. But guess what? I don't get jealous. I admire that. Man. Yes. I'm always inspired by that. I admire other people out there. Just like I may be, my thing is consistency. Now, salesmanship is you want to say, Say like a sailor, I, I suck at that. I ain't good at all. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I tried car a lot, man. I couldn't do it. You know what I mean? But the consistency was is what was selling it anyway. That is my pitch. Now, now it's just time to open up. Okay. Then I'll be the baddest of the salesman over the whole time. If the if I just pull, if uh I just focus on trying to pull out of me the weaknesses of it, I already got the consistency down. You know what I'm saying? Those are just signs of just our, our aspect that we that we are uh, masters at, or you want to say, or close to mastering at. But you know, I just didn't see value in myself. That's really what held me back mm. to keep it real. Whew. 
as you as you are speaking it's like i can tell just by your expression how much the teachings has gave you this confidence has given you this this um this this warrior like spirit a soldier spirit i can tell just from how you are expressing um yourself in your journey and it's funny because and i won't say it's funny but it's um i can bear witness to that myself it's like i don't think none of us really know our true value until we actually you know know the knowledge of god and the knowledge of self um you know i i you know i've been through things in my life and it wasn't until i found the teachings of the most honorable elijah muhammad and came into islam where i had where i just got this confidence to where it's like i, I, I will man like it's like what don't, don't like what don't don't say nothing about my minister we out here we saving our people we got this come on you know so like as you're speaking i can feel it because that's the same energy and that's how you know we working with a true god that's that like that that confidence that confidence i want to say confidence that come that comes out of us when right. we go out there and even like you said all of this is new to us even though we know that because we are followers of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad as being taught well by the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan that we may be ridiculed we may be made fun of but because we know we have a man that has our back we go out there anyway because we know what our mission is and regardless of all the circumstances that you may have went through in your life you use that so you use your circumstances and your hard trials and the things that you learn even from your father your your stepfather being a, a, a white man you use his work ethics in which the almost honorable Elijah Muhammad said work 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 if you sad work if you uh if you're um Come yeah on. if you're sad work if you're depressed work if you're 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 working still work just work 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 right <laughs> so with a lot it's like i really feel like a lot already had his hand on you even at the beginning of time with you and he used the situation with you with your foster care and the things you went through that and he knew that maybe the situation don't look right but he was already putting you in place to come do the work for him so i love that and i embrace that and i just love your spirit when you're talking about it because you get me riled up i'll be riled up too when you talk about the minister what talking about these teachings cuz it's so powerful you know and we all need to and i think that's what gets me the most is because these teachings is life giving and life changing that it gives you the confidence that nobody and no one can give you but god himself himself so all praises are due to allah brother i thank you so much for that i have one last question here um for you what advice would you give someone who is dealing with a hard trial but are having a hard time getting through it mm -hmm. well i'm gonna put it like this we got our tools you know, even you, you, you can use our tools and still don't have to be a member of the nation of Islam. What the minister advises, you feel me? So, and, and, and like for instance, Ahadi, I went, I went yesterday. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So, you know the Dianetics. You know what I'm saying? Um, and look, all the religions mention prayer and fasting. You know what I'm saying? Prayer and fasting. We got to fast from, like. That's definitely clears the mind, clears the thinking. Fasting is a definitely attributing to look it up the benefits of fasting. It gives you confidence. Yes. It, build, it builds self-esteem. You know, there's nothing harder almost than not want than choosing not to eat. So I would definitely, whatever religion you are, focus on them them basic principles, prayer and fasting. And tough it out. Tough out. Hold on to the pain. Don't take no devices. Don't take no painkillers. None of that. You know what I'm saying? Between you and Allah, and you're gonna realize it that that's what He's trying to show you. He may take. And here's how bad Allah. He got, sometimes He got to take stuff from us. Mm. 
to make us to look at him. And, but guess what? To look at him, you got to look at us. We got to look at ourselves. And here's the thing. you We will see strengths in us. Don't just, because I, I always heard that Allah's trying to show you the weaknesses in you. But I believe he's also trying to show you this, the, uh, the strengths in you. Yes. I've definitely seen that in me. I didn't look at it right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I need you to first to look at Allah first right. We have to look at ourselves right. So it goes hand in hand. There is no separation to that. So I believe that he's trying to do both. I want you to look at me and I want you to look at yourself. So that means the mistakes? Absolutely. But guess what? It ain't all just that. Yes. That's the that's the key. In my opinion, the difference that's gonna make us go make us through these trials is we gotta look at both. There's if the minister always talking about there's always positive and negative. Always. So what that means, we gotta look at that. But I know I wasn't looking at that at me. I didn't think I had no positive. Mm. But now we're showing you, hold up, man. He can that's how bad our law is. The and I know. I know, ain't too, too many people probably had low self-esteem like me. Compared, I didn't think I had nothing. I have no skill, no work skill, no, as you want to say, trade, no, no, uh, 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 I felt there was a gift, no, nothing that I, music, nothing. So if I can see it in myself, I know anybody can. Hey, I'm not even gonna lie. I have not felt so so uh, powered up and energized in any of my interviews like this one. Oh, <laughs> I'll put you through a lot. I see you uh, uh, too. I see young sister Ava. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I love her. Oh my gosh, may Allah be so pleased with her, man. Oh my gosh, uh, literally literally a star of God man oh my God all praises due to a lot and like I said it's like see it's like that energy that energy I just want to say brother keep pushing that energy because everyone needs that energy we all need a pickup because within these hard trials we need our believers we are we need our believing friends our believing family to help put us pull us up together you know when we are going through um you know trials and tribulations in our life and like I said just with you just just speaking in your enthusiasm and enthusiastic spirit I'm sorry it's just like ah yes this is why I just love the teachings of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad and so grateful for it because I am not the same person. Uh, I, I'm a person I, I would have been quiet a long time ago, but not, uh-uh, we speaking that truth. We got to, we got to, don't shut up. You got to keep talking. You got to speak that truth. So you're speaking your truth and I love it. And I am so grateful. And I just want to say thank you, my brother, for joining us today. Yes, to um, discuss this amazing topic, hard trials are necessary. I would also like to thank my amazing audience and healing tribe for joining us today as well. I pray that this episode was informative, valuable, and healing to you all. Also, be sure to share, like, follow, and subscribe so you don't miss out on any upcoming episodes on any of your favorite podcast station. Closing the Gap Broadcast Network on Facebook and YouTube and Healing with Angelica's podcast on Facebook and YouTube to help get the message out to those in need of healing. Also, if you are ready to start your healing journey, I am offering a 90-minute consultation call that will include a copy of my ebook, Heal Yourself for Free. More information will be in today's show notes, including information for today's amazing soldier guest, my brother, Michael. Michael. Right? <laughs> I know it's going to do wrong. X. <laughs> so, brother Michael, Michael, before we end today's show, do you have yeah. any closing remarks for our audience today? <laughs> oh, absolutely. I do. Um, I just, I just want to say, like, um, you know, I, I, I dealt with some heavy low self-esteem. I'm just put it like that. You know what I'm saying? It, it's tough. You know, rough. 
you know, especially these last years. And, you know, some outside counsel, when you're going through some heavy things, counsel that you can trust, even if it's a therapist, if you got to do, vent it off properly. You know what I'm saying? That's what number one. The other two thing is I reached out to you, sis, because I had this thought about six months ago. I had a bucket list that I wanted to reach out to uh, uh, some sisters uh, um, in this journey. And I believe that social media needs to see us buying together in good works. There's too much of this gender bashing. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So, and I really didn't know the platform that you had. But I just watched the clip you had. But it ties in perfectly healing. Yeah. And truthfully, somebody uh, that I look up to uh, told me I was kind of sharing a little bit, you know, about my uh, journey this last year. And he said, man, that's what you, you mean. That's what you need to be sharing. So it kind of ties in. Yeah. You know, platforms called the healing. You know what I'm saying? So that's, but that's, like I said, I want, that's why I wanted to, um, you know, uh, correlate with some uh, some sisters in this journey because, you know, we need to outshow them. We need to, you know, we're supposed to be different in this world and we need to show them. So that's the only thing, I mean, that's how we can win that over because it's too much of that gender bash. You know what I'm saying? So, and, and, and the key thing is that sums it up, healing. <laughs> healing. Yes. So that's what we need. So that's why, you know, I, I just want to close with those remarks. That's why I want, you know, I see, and I, and I think, it, you know, for plus at the same time, you know, I knew in my own brain I got to fight that. You feel me? Because that that can be you can absorb that. It's, it's out here a lot, so I didn't want to absorb that. So I'm yes. like, how do we fight that? Here, you know, vow together in good works, like the scripture said. Absolutely. Yeah, I just wanted to end on that. Yes, yes, absolutely. I definitely agree. I'm grateful that you did um, reach out to me. Um, Because again, you know, when I think about my podcast, I think about being able to allow others to have a chance to express their self. And, um, you know, I was actually listening, looking at a um, old YouTube video of Dr. Eileen. I think it was Dr. Eileen. Mm -hmm. And he, it was a lecture that he did about... um, deliberative dialogue Mm. and how um and how you know us we were made we were made from expression Mm -hmm. you know and from sounding clay i didn't i'm not saying that verbatim but i remember that and he also just expressed how you know we aren't meant to just you know keep things bottled up inside you Mm. know we have to voice and express ourselves and be able to communicate through proper dialogue. So um, I love this because this gives me an opportunity to heal, to express Uh myself and also connect with others that are on the same journey with me. And we be able to help each other and, you know, do the work of God. So I am so grateful, brother, for for you joining me today. And I just want to thank you again. And also thank you, my beloved Healing Tribe, for joining us as well. And we leave you all as we came. Assalamu alaikum. Peace, healing, and light. Alaikum salam. <laughs>